0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Startup Hustle Middle East. This is the second part of a two-part episode. We were in conversation with Raj Kotecha. Raj is the founder of My Friends, Your Friends out here in Dubai, which is an event where you get to meet new and interesting people. He's also the founder of Creative Content Agency and uh, very recently started the Creative Content Academy. So if you haven't heard the first part, go check that out. And here is some more conversation with Raj
1: we teach something called inside out versus outside in strategy mm-hmm. which is just a very simple way of telling stories so for example one of the examples we give in the workshop is we say look there's a company that's 12 years old, it's an e-commerce company it's number one on Google for widgets mm-hmm. they've had they've got 30 staff and the first employee of the company was a personal assistant called Lisa and she's hit 10 years inside the business she's the most, she's had the longest servitude inside the, inside the company uh, sorry, the longest service inside the company and they want to celebrate by giving her a spa day, an additional day off every year for mm-hmm. her loyalty, additional days' holiday, and they want to give her flowers and chocolates. Mm-hmm. So that is just a moment in time for that business. But by getting the 30 staff, by getting three or four of them to whip out their smartphones and video it, taking mm-hmm. that video, editing it on some free video editing software, mm-hmm. putting it on your Instagram, uh, sending it out on your email newsletter saying, listen, lisa's just hit 10 years with the business we'd like to do a site-wide sale mm-hmm. of 10 percent, which is what mm-hmm. they were going to do anyway making the e- making the discount code lisa 10 mm-hmm. there's yeah. ways of integrating it do you yeah know what I mean?
2: and it makes the brand more human
1: We yeah. care yeah.
2: about our employees
1: see that's a classic marketing person here because yeah. you've got your primary message which is mm-hmm. lisa's hit 10 years here's a discount mm-hmm. and then you've got your secondary message which is with knowledge loyalty mm-hmm. And if we treat our staff this way, imagine how we treat our customers. Customers, yeah. mm. right. And we 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 celebrate it. We're, we're thoughtful. We're appreciative. This talks about the culture of our organization, mm-hmm. which again builds no like and trust. Yeah. So that's called an inside out strategy. And then the outside in strategy, which sits alongside it, is same company. Ten years in the 10, 12 years in the game, uh, the whole country is going frantic because of the royal wedding, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a story from outside their mm-hmm. core business and they want to internalize it like what's called appropriate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they want to appropriate that story so they say you know what we're going to create a quiz we're going to email it to all of our customers mm-hmm. and that quiz has got 10 questions so how many bridesmaids will the bride have mm-hmm. you know who will be singing at the wedding reception mm-hmm. and if you anybody who fills it in regardless of whatever get you get like nine out of ten six out of ten once you fill it in will automatically send you a 10% off coupon mm-hmm. so if you're gonna do a 10% off sale anyway which right. most e-commerce companies won't consider at some point, once or two twice or three times a year. Yeah. Sure. Why not use content to make it that much, to extend it that much more and make it that much more of a storytelling exercise, that much more valuable, and that much more of a more intimate brand engagement so that mm. you do build long term loyalty and value. And yeah.
2: capitalise on something that's trending like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Inside out versus outside in, that's how it works. Yeah, Very cool.
2: interesting. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Great. Um,
1: Um, what are you guys thinking about when it comes to like startups and stuff what are the most common problems that you guys are facing in your business or that your peers that have other startups are thinking about let's be like super practical and see if we can solve a problem Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm.
0: so just really quick some easy tips for people who are looking to start creating content on the you know uh, with a budget what would you suggest
1: I think one of the best things to do is to cover all the main bases and have presence on uh, Instagram Mm -hmm. Twitter facebook linkedin in, linkedin for sure um and snapchat has a still strong foothold in the middle east now there are people listening to this all over the world so kind mm-hmm. of like it's kind of like with seasoning mm-hmm. you know what i mean like season as appropriate yeah if facebook's really popular in colombia then you know ramp up mm-hmm. what, how you look at facebook if um, we
2: have any listeners in china none of this applies yeah, <laughs> basically we chat whatever the case uh, ba- may By baidu yeah baidu so yeah. you got
1: that and, and also medium.com and there are some places where it's just smart to put content like YouTube because mm-hmm. it's owned by Google. So it, it's very, search rankings go up, great for SEO. Yeah. So I would make sure your main bases are covered. Don't overstretch yourself on new and upcoming platforms if mm. there's no proof. Don't spend four days crippled mm-hmm. trying to figure out if there's a feasibility case to work with a new you know, platform like Yarn or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just test it, move on, see what the data says. Uh, that's one thing I would say. Don't overthink the platforms. Number two,
2: I, sorry, I think yeah. uh, Pinterest is an important platform because it helps with SEO as well. But it's it's again season as appropriate because I think it's very relevant to very few niche um industries. Yeah. Um, like interiors, and it's it's pretty big on food. So I think Pinterest is something that people can also consider.
1: I think so, but you know one thing I've learned because obviously I'm not I'm not from those worlds and I don't use Pinterest too much. Yeah. Is that when I was doing creative content agency there weren't people in those worlds that I was looking at onboarding as clients Mm -hmm. for like you know I mostly work with professional services and e-commerce and things of that nature but now that I'm launching an academy and learning and development business I might want to work with an entrepreneur whose job is flower arranging Mm -hmm. and so again it's about you know planning and producing accordingly to what's appropriate Mm -hmm. so that's one thing and and if I was to take my own advice certainly Pinterest is somewhere I'd put a lot of content now Mm -hmm. number two if you're running out, if you can't think of stories to tell, mm-hmm. tell your customers stories. Mm-hmm. So one thing that Moo.com does really well, there are business cards and basic stationery company in the UK, is that there's only so many ways that you can offer somebody a blank business card and say, design it and we'll print it to you, print mm-hmm. it for you. You know, it's one of the oldest commodities in the world, one of the oldest kind of like media assets in the world is a business card, mm-hmm. and it's only worth what's printed on it anyway. So what Moo.com started doing in their emails started, they started saying, look. We've launched this new card. It's square. It's 200 grams thick and it's got three colors laid inside it. This is how Patrice, who makes gluten-free pizza in Manchester, has been using it. Mm-hmm. So they started mirroring their customers' stories on each other to inspire themselves. Mm-hmm. You know That's what I mean? Cool. Because they, yeah. they, there's only so many times you can turn around and say, our cards are the best. Our cards are waterproof. The way that we use spot plastic on there. <laughs> yeah. is, is, you know, it's, you've got to... Yeah. Yeah, you, you spot UV. Yeah, you've got to... You, with with things like that, you've either got to lean into it and say, okay, this is a shortcoming. We're selling a commodity, or you've just got to turn your brain one eighty mm-hmm. and yeah. come up with something completely radical, which is like, okay, I'm only going to commit to telling my customer stories, and that's part of a larger philosophy, which I think is really important. Excuse me, which is to, which I tell customers all the time, which is don't custom startups especially are always looking like you know we we're doing this for like baseball players, and skateboarders, and this, and people that like collecting books. And I'm like, look, whoever your first four customers are, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: ask them and find out from them by telling their stories and sharing them on each other where it is they wanna go. And this is the philosophy, water inside the plant pot, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. outside the plant pot. People Mm -hmm. are always looking for other plants. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if you water inside your plant pot, i.e. grow the community you have, however small, Mm-hmm. By serving them appropriately, mm-hmm. that plant will grow, bear fruit, mm-hmm. that fruit will drop, mm-hmm. and then that fruit will eventually create its own plant. And mm-hmm. now you're, it'll take longer, but they are two plants that were born from the same original plant, mm-hmm. which means if you empower your customers to go and get you more customers, that's more customers that came from the original base of customers, mm-hmm. right. which makes them more valuable mm-hmm. because sure. genetically, like mm-hmm. two plants, like culturally those customers will be the same yeah and so if you somehow give your original base of customers that love reading books the tools it takes them to go and find whoever they want and the next community they bring you mm-hmm. are the skateboarding community mm-hmm. it was done organically rather than being like we are going to dominate on books then we're going to go into coffee lovers then we're going go to skateboarders yeah. they, you know, yeah. like, and and what happens is you then start from scratch every single community
2: And it just looks schizophrenic. Totally. Yeah, Yeah.
1: never mind those kind of problems like branding and positioning. Mm -hmm. You you can be massively overexposed. So my first thing would be like, as a general rule, go broad, test all the platforms. We're still only 10, 15 years into the internet as we know it today. Mm -hmm. And so to walk into a business now with too many assumptions is more of a threat than it is an opportunity. Even me with Creative Content Academy, I am not walking around here thinking I know exactly what the fuck's gonna happen in the first 12 months. Mm-hmm. The same way my first 12 months in uh, Dubai didn't mm-hmm. work out the way that I thought they were. If we, if we recorded our conversation in Gloria Jeans that day, mm-hmm. I'd probably say about 10, 15% of it actualized. yeah, And the eight, eight, other, 80, other 85% just got scrapped. Because mm-hmm. the other 85% was iterating and responding to the market that you're in. Mm-hmm. So that's that where it should go on all platforms. Yeah. With any yeah. new business, you yeah. think
0: yeah. it's gonna go a certain way and then in reality it's quite different do you know what i'm
1: excited about i'm excited about what you just said sid being the new business plan talk Mm -hmm. so when Mm -hmm. people say to you i'm gonna start a business the first thing that people used to say Mm -hmm. right up until like the late 90s mid 2000s was all right well send me your business plan send me a proposal Mm -hmm. what's your business plan where you're going to be in five years Mm -hmm. i'm excited about the entrepreneurs that are going to look up to you Mm -hmm. or the young people that you'll raise when they go hey i want to start a business and you go just start. Just look out for the following things. Yeah. yeah. As opposed yeah. to, where's your deck? Like, where's yeah. your business deck? Yeah. You know, like yeah. I like the fact that there's a changing of the guards psychologically now.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what the episode that we did on the MVP is all about as and, well. And the Lean and, Canvas. Yeah, and yeah. the Lean Canvas and the Lean Startup methodology. Yeah. yeah. It is like like you said when when you moved here, fifteen percent of it actually. Actualized. Actualized, yeah. yeah. So I think you just, that's why uh, I introduced you as someone who has the entrepreneurial mindset as well because you have to be constantly, constantly looking to iterate and adapt.
1: But you know, that that's the weird thing is that now we're start, starting to talk about some real deep shit now which is how much the business's philosophy is essentially just an extension of the business leader's philosophy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm okay with fucking up businesses mm-hmm. because I can't be harmed as a person mm-hmm. you can walk up to me and be like ah you're sure you're fat your hair's this like as a person i can't be offended mm-hmm. so i can't let my business be offended when it fails and fucks up mm-hmm. no. yeah. yeah yeah whereas actually the reason why some businesses don't move quickly enough or they're too stubborn or they're too bloated or they're not agile enough is actually because the c level the board yeah, themselves like have their ego tied in yeah. yeah. To what the business should be, mm-hmm. as opposed to what it should be, which is what the customers want it to be. Yeah. Right? yeah. So like yeah. it, 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 the entrepreneur and the way that the business moves are very closely tied in together. Yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah.
1: I
0: think it's different though. Like one is uh, vision, like yeah. the CEO's vision, like okay, I want my business to be like this, uh-huh. and sometimes the market forces might be pointing in a certain di- direction, and your vision might be something yeah. a little different, and that's. That's a risk. That's like any startup, like you're promoting a new idea and maybe it'll take some time for that wave, you Mm -hmm. know, to change or that mindset to change. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, there's a different thing about being stubborn about experimentation.
2: No, but, but if the market forces or your circumstances are telling you something else about your business and you're not willing to pivot based on what the market's Definitely. telling you, yeah. then that does mean that you are bloated and a dinosaur and slow to move.
1: For anybody who's kind of listening, because it's a Middle East based podcast, so naturally mm-hmm. there will be be a little bit more relevant to people here. The game is not set in the Middle East. Like it's not, the concrete hasn't dried out here. There's still lots of opportunities anywhere between the fact that the Middle East has its own flow and cadence yeah. mm-hmm. and the fact that typically there are many parts of the economy here that lag behind the UK and the US mm-hmm. if you can play in that arbitrage of being just enough behind mm-hmm. these other markets like, like the Silicon Valley and the financial districts of London places like that places where the, the world is really kind of the, the pace of the world is being dictated mm-hmm. if you know that you've got a massive advantage by even if it's like a a three-week delay or a six-month delay between something happening in those parts of the world and something happening here. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the people that are doing it there often don't respect how things are done here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
1: so can't just walk in here with the right solution. And they need adapters like us. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, if you look at Kareem. The conduits. Yeah, if you look yeah. at Kareem, Kareem's simple move of being like, okay, Uber, you got Lexus, we got Lexus. Everything is the same. Mm-hmm. We can't compete on price because there's a, there's a bottom-end price. Mm-hmm. But what we can do is offer cash on pay, pay by cash. Yeah. yeah it's just little stuff like that that makes a big they listened, difference. In this they game. listened
2: to the market. They were yeah. very smart about that. Kareem mm. also had uh, baby car seats, mm. which was a big problem that the that the Uber users over here had. Mm. They mm. wanted to, to rent, I mean, or whatever, to book a taxi, mm. which had a car seat. So mm. Mm. Kareem jumped on board. And I think that... They really leverage the fact that they're homegrown. They've, they've really used that in events yeah. and stuff to to really create their own audience here and, and grow here that, and scale. Yeah, really. the,
1: the, the stuff here that wins that will win on a scale that won't win in New York or London. Like, for example, Deliveroo. Yeah. like you can't be anywhere in Dubai and walk a quarter of a mile without crossing a highway. Mm. Like it's yeah. not a walking city. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. it's barely a cycling city. Yeah. <laughs> and so if you are head down working or halfway through a movie, you may decide not to get up and go to your kitchen and cook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of people here live in apartments, so the kitchens, relatively speaking, are smaller. Mm-hmm. So Deliveroo and Eat Out, not Eat Out, all these other different apps, Uber, yeah. Eats. Yeah. Uber Eats, they all kill it out here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: and that's that's done by people recognizing that Dubai, somewhere between Dubai being behind and being different, mm-hmm. yeah. is where you're going to win in this market. Yeah. Yeah, Talabat was one
0: of the biggest exits They're like a, a food delivery service yeah. as well that came out of Bahrain I think.
2: No, Kuwait. Kuwait. And yeah. they were the first exit. The first major exit. They
0: were yeah. one of the first major exits at about 160 or 170 140 million dollars somewhere around yeah. there, yeah.
2: by Rocket Internet I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, I mean and that's because they saw the opportunity in this market. Yeah. But yeah.
1: but Rocket buys companies like that. they yeah. they're known for buying second movers yeah. and, and copycat businesses. But, and I'm not saying that's what Talabat did. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of great aspects to that. Business, no, I think but.
2: that's what Talabat did anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I uh, think, I think a
1: lot of
0: the, the big the companies or the big startups in Dubai or in the Middle East that have been successful are copycat businesses. That's
2: yeah. true. Souk. Yeah, well. I mean, they're
1: again, copycat... Somewhere between being behind yeah, and being different. Like exactly. Souk.com yeah. will allow you to pay... On delivery?
2: Cash on delivery. Right. Exactly. And then
1: when you see an acquisition like Amazon coming along and buying them. Yeah. There were rumors. Have you heard the rumors about Uber potentially buying Kareem? Yeah, yeah, I
2: was told that they're false. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I heard that they're just rumors. Yeah,
1: As
0: you're saying, you know, like I think uh, the Middle East is just slightly behind when it comes to technology. So a lot of companies are using that proven and tested model like something that's working in the us yeah. they adapt it, they bring it here like souk is uh, basically a copy of amazon mm. but uh, there was nobody serving that sector of the market mm. in the middle east so mm-hmm. obviously souk dominated you know mm-hmm. uh so it's a good it's a good model to follow um yeah. you know hr car is also loosely based on turo which is in the US. Mm -hmm. So Tiro in the US uh, is very similar to what Ajarkar does. Uh, They allow individuals to rent cars from each other, kind of like an Airbnb Mm -hmm. for Um, you know car rentals Mm -hmm. but in the middle east you're not allowed to do that Mm -hmm. legally you're not allowed to lend your car and collect money like to be a rental business Mm -hmm. you have to have registered car rental business yeah Mm -hmm. so we did the next best thing and we we aggregated the small to medium sized car rental companies there are over 800 by the way in Dubai. Mm -hmm. so uh, so we're kind of following Turo's business model, which is again we, I
1: saw it done somewhere else. I just thought yeah, it's lacking in the
0: Middle East. Yeah, so. and I don't think
1: there's anything wrong with that, by the way. Not at all. To say to to go somewhere, see something, and be like, I'd like to bring this to my city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's so it's so common in the West for people to point their fingers and be like, Dubai is copying. Dubai is not original. But like when British settlers went to India, mm-hmm. they took spices. Mm-hmm. And sent them back through Europe to, to the UK. Yeah, like tea was meant, India's first. Yeah, you're, <laughs> in, you're meant to do that. Yeah. Because as a human being yeah. who lives in one place, who's in another place, who sees something that might serve the people of their own country or their own community or might solve a problem, yeah. why gonna, wouldn't th- you? Why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Cool. So, your two tips were to be. To not overthink not what platforms platform. you go on, just yeah. cover the
1: main ones. Everything else, just experiment and look at the data to make your decision. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is, if you're running out of stories to tell, tell your customers stories.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think those are really good tips. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Cool.
0: Should we wind this up?
2: Yes. Uh, It was great having you on the show. It's always fun talking to you. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah. I love it. And
1: thank you for bringing me back to the fun house again. I, (laughs) I love it here. I appreciate the platform as well. And we'll obviously take this and share it into our communities as well. So hopefully it'll increase awesome, the amount man. of people that hear you and, and the opportunities that come off the back of it. Awesome. Thank you so Thank much you for so being much. on the show. Yeah. All right, Thank all right you.
0: guys. So you can find uh, all the stuff that Raj does in the show notes. So he's doing my friends, your friends, creative content agency, creative content Academy, Academy, which is a new thing. Yes. Yeah and uh and yeah. also
2: his personal profiles as well we link it up over there thank you yeah, so you cool. guys can
0: reach out to raj uh, if need be all right guys please leave us a ri- <laughs> <laughs>
1: cotton mouth <laughs> alright guys like review subscribe anywhere that you hear this podcast or anywhere you see any clips online and find the last 15 people that you called on your phone and send them the URL right now <laughs> tell them yes. to check it out or tell them that you're going to completely stop communicating with them even if you guys have done something rude in the last 24 hours <laughs> okay you, that, that,
2: that's a good exit yeah. I think <laughs>
1: alright guys see ya
2: keep on hustling